All right, welcome back to another episode of the Shorts and Goggles podcast. I know you're used to hearing myself, uh, RJ Liggins, and my partner, Kevin Reed. Uh, today, we've got a special guest, though, because I uh, was thinking about just some of the preseason type of conversation that usually happens. And when it comes to the Blazers, there's usually uh, either a national bias where they don't really talk about them. Or usually there's a lot of uh, kind of underestimation. But with the Blazers kind of having a, a breakout season, I thought it'd be a good idea uh, to bring my dad on the pod. So to see kind of what the, the Blazer inside might look like from Portland. So um, just a disclaimer, he did warn me that he does have the Memphis mumble and he'll tend to fade in and out. Um, so he'll, he'll do his best. But uh, how's it going, Dad? Oh, it's going great, man. Uh, glad to be on with you. Definitely. you? I'm good, you know, just holding it down in Seattle, but being down in Portland and uh, being someone that frequents Blazer games uh, a good amount, um, just wanted to get your thoughts on the team last year and just kind of what their season looked like and what that meant to the city. Uh, I, I thought it meant a lot. I, I honestly felt like we overachieved. I don't think anybody expected that team to make it to the uh, Western Conference Finals. I mean... Uh, I mean, I don't think a lot of people expected them to to get past Oklahoma City and uh, and and to do what they did to to Denver. I mean, I, I thought they did really well. It was disappointing to get swept out of the West, Western Conference Finals, but but the uh, team showed a lot of promise last year, and, and then they went and kind of I think I want to say blow it up, but I think they maybe addressed their weaknesses as far as. Uh, you know, getting rid of some players that I really like, you know, uh, Chief, uh, uh, Miles Leonard, and uh, I'm trying to think of the small forward name right now, but... Uh, I got rid of uh, Seth Curry, too, right? That was another one that got... got well, yeah, his... I, don't, I don't know that that was... Well, I think he just found a better situation. Oh, you're thinking about Evan Turner. Yeah, Evan Turner's gone, and uh, actually, I wasn't even thinking about Evan. I was thinking of... Uh, Oh man! Anyway, Lehman? I can't think of his name right now. We got him from Orlando, I think. Uh, oh, anyway, he was just a defensive. He was our defensive uh, stalwart uh, last year. Oh, Harkless, and, uh, was, yeah, Mo Harkless. Yeah, yeah, Mo Harkless. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. anyway, so yeah, kind of for like you know, you know, we did address the weaknesses, but we just got up. I want to say a whole new team coming in this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, still got the same leaders uh, with Dame and CJ uh, leading the way. And uh, so, I don't know. And, uh, you know, kind of expecting big things out of Zach Collins this year. And uh, But uh, anyway, I know we were talking about last year, but I actually felt like, uh, and I think a lot of people here felt like they overachieved. They really overachieved last year. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it was because it was the year. I think a lot of that comes in with just how the year before ended. From like a regular season mm-hmm. standpoint, they they ended up as a three seed uh, the year before and then got just absolutely demolished by the Pelicans. Granted, it was just like a bad yeah. matchup. They had the, the guards to contain Dame and CJ. Um, but then mm-hmm. more or less just decided to kind of run back the same team and ended up having – kind of this this season or the the end of the season that was um uh definitely exceeded expectation but then also they got a couple really lucky bounces their way with just the way that the the playoffs ended up shaking out 
um, getting like yeah. OKC in the first round and then Denver in the second. Um, but even then, those are still some, some yeah. pretty tough teams. Yeah, and then you think about it, they went into the playoffs without their starting center who had a, had probably his best year ever. And, oh, sure. uh and And to make it to the Western Conference Finals, you know, without Nurk in the lineup was, to me, they, they overachieved, I thought. So, and yeah, and I probably ever, if I ever hate Drew Holiday for the way he did us in the playoff uh, <laughs> <laughs> year before. Yeah, he was. <laughs> that's another story. God, he got himself paid. Yeah, he earned his he earned his contract that season or that series. But um, yes, yeah, did. what do you think? What do you think this team could have done if they did have Nurkic in the lineup? Because that that to your point, he made their defense one of the top on the top half of the the league, which is you know not something you would think when your backcourt is two six three guys that are more offensive minded, which is you know a nice way of putting that they're they're kind of defensive liabilities. Right. Right. Uh yeah, I mean, um, I don't know that they still were ready to get past uh, uh, Golden State. To be honest with you, mm. I, I think if they would have got past Golden State, I think they could have beat Toronto. Uh, I really do, but uh, getting past Golden State, I, I just don't know that mentally they were ready. Uh, and that was just a tall order. I mean, you know, granted with Katie being out of the lineup, those. Made the task a little easier, but they still just had too many weapons for us to handle. So, what makes you think they would have been able to match up better with Toronto than Golden State did? Obviously, Golden State had all those injuries at the end, you know, with with Katie and Clay going yeah. down. But I mean, you sounded pretty confident right. in that that they could handle Kawhi and the Raptors. I mean, I mean, I, I thought they matched up better uh, with them. To, to me, Toronto was just kind of more of a traditional team. Uh, you know, uh, not a whole lot different than, say, uh, Denver. I mean, I, I, I think those teams are kind of comparable in the kind mm. of style they play, kind of, I don't want to say grinded out basketball, but uh, uh, I just think they matched up better. That's all. No, I think, actually, that's a pretty uh, good comp is the Denver comp, which, I mean, even Portland kind of barely got out alive in, in that series. It's kind of scary. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Scary to think yeah, that Denver, Denver could be this year now. Seemed to be like, yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not like we, you know, you know, beat Denver like they were somebody's nephew or something. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I just thought Toronto was kind of a comparable team. I kind of, I kind of felt like Toronto overachieved. I was kind of surprised they got past Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I think is really going to be tough this year uh, yeah, coming definitely. out of the East. But anyway, uh, yeah. So as far as yeah, to, tomorrow. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say. So as far as taking all the lessons from last year, finally breaking through. What do you think that does for the psyche of the team going going into this season? I think it gives them a. a, a a load of confidence. Uh, I think it, again, Zach Collins, the way he uh, finished the season, and the uh, you know the uh, effect he had on the team in the playoffs. Uh, uh, Dame and CJ. I mean, you know, they're already there. Uh, Simons. You know, we, we got this new kid who really didn't play much, but the last 
regular season game of the season, we broke out like what, like thirty six points or something like that. I mean, he's a big and, reason uh, why they, they got the three seed. I mean, it helped that uh, Houston shit the bed and OKC won their last game, but they needed Simons to carry him to that Kings win or else they would have like slid to the fourth seed or something like that. I forget how it works out exactly, but yeah, that random yeah. breakout game like ended up uh ended up really saving them in the playoffs. Mhm. Yeah. And that's the kid that everybody so, uh, I'm hearing a lot of buzz or expectation for for him. Obviously shares a name, mm-hmm. the same first name as one of your favorite players growing up. Um <laughs> you know, shout out, shout, out, shout out to Penny and M-Town, but uh yeah, what's your, I guess what's your feel on him and what what do you see him being able to accomplish now as like probably a crucial six or seven person uh six or seven man off the bench? Yeah, yeah, they're actually uh, uh you know uh, looking for him to to play more with CJ and Dane this year backing both of those guys up. Maybe kind of doing a little bit of whatever Turner was doing last year except for maybe uh Doing a little bit nicer. I mean, the kid obviously can flat score, and uh, he's he's a great athlete. Uh, he's got a great attitude from everything I'm hearing. So uh, I, I think they're expecting uh, him to just really have a breakout year this year. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess it's one thing to do in the summer league, but and to me, I didn't think he was stellar in the summer league. He he, he was steady. Uh, one kid they're talking about that's actually having a real good uh, camp this year is. Uh, you know, Blanken again, he's uh, somebody's son who played in Portland. <sighs> uh, he's a two-guard, and we wouldn't even know that he's going to be able to get oh, off the it, fence um, again this year. Oh, is it Gary Trent Jr.? Yeah, Gary Trent Jr. is supposedly having a really good camp. Really? From what I'm hearing. Because so. he was, a yeah, two, he was so, like a two-way uh, player last year. spent most of his time in the D-League, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Hmm. And uh, he had a he had a nice game in the summer league, too, Uh and and then he came out the next game and shot zero for twenty. <laughs> Crazy like that. Right, whereas, but, uh, but like you were saying with Simon, yeah, it might be kind of better to have like a a steady summer league instead of like an outburst, crazy like summer league. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Out the next game, but you know, I mean, and it's it just one of those things too when you you have bad shooting games, you have to be able to do other things too. So uh, mm-hmm. and uh, but anyway. Uh, to me, I, th- I think the key is this season, uh, the X Factor this season to me is going to be Hassan Whiteside mm. and, and what he brings. I, uh, 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 I mean, because Nurk's obviously not going to be able to go at the beginning of the year. They're going to put Zach at the four, and it's going to be real nice to have Paul Gasol around, but. He's not I don't know. The reason I gave up on Hassan, and uh, I'm just kind of hoping that uh, he's uh, real hungry coming in. He's saying all the right stuff, but you know we have to we'll see what happens when they uh, when the ref blows the whistle and throws the ball in the air. But to me, he's he's kind of the X factor. If he can can play like he did a couple of years ago, uh, I think this team is going to be really really something special. If there's one thing Portland's done a, a really good job at is taking guys that have been given up on in their previous situations mm-hmm. and getting a lot out of them. I think Nurkic, Nurkic is a key example of that. Um, he got mm-hmm. eventually just buried on the bench in Denver. 
um, was kind of seen as like this malcontent, you know, poor effort type of guy. And right. He comes into Portland and becomes the linchpin and, and one of the, the kind of leaders of the team. Uh, I mean, a lot of that probably has to do with like Dame's leadership and the way that he can create buy-in um, and, you know, mm-hmm. get, get guys. And even he, he's kind of last year, same way, uh, same thing. Yeah, they pretty much gave up, gave up on him in OKC. And I think where, where else was he? New York or somewhere. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they pretty much gave up on him. And he gave us some real good minutes in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of guys that gave you good minutes in the playoffs last year, I mean, I think of the, uh, what was it, the game four, uh, like quadruple overtime game against Denver was uh, Rodney Hood, um, a guy that kind of, kind of again, was given up on Mr. Hood. Um, yeah. So now we get a full season of him. What do you what do you think he can bring to the table as that, I guess, uh, small ball four or, you know, three, three-man um, kind of just explosive scorer? Yeah, I think they're planning on starting him at the three this year, and he definitely uh, brings a lot more to the table offensively than a Harkless did. So uh, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, uh, again, I don't know that he can give us what Harkless gave us defensively, but uh, mm. but yeah, he's, I mean, it, it's just kind of nice to have all that threat, all those threats on the floor to score the ball, but. But there's only one ball, right? Yeah, you got to be able to get stops, you know, especially in the West. Yeah, you know, Dame and CJ going to get there. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know, somebody like him really might be more effective for the team coming off the bench. Uh, but, uh, so but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he can do. So what would that maybe look like? Line. Do you think they might put, put Nas Little in at the – or even like Hazonia maybe at the three? To start and then bring you him know, off the bench, something like that. Saw, you know, he only played a couple of uh, games in the uh, summer league, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know that they're, they're excited about him, but I didn't see a whole lot. I don't know that he's ready for prime time. Yeah, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know he was like I com- mean, coming into college. He was like one of the top recruits or like one of the top in his position. Um, and then he kind of just mm-hmm. faded away on that North Carolina team. I mean, they were stacked, but yeah, he kind of was uh, yeah. a little bit of an afterthought on that team. Um, Hazonia could be an interesting reclamation project. Again, a guy that can just get you buckets, but not be able to give you much defensively. Um, I mean, would, yeah. it, would Bazemore make sense to start in that three spot just to kind of keep the continuity of what they had last year? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and he's, uh, I know he's, been talking about defense and cap and just just bring that intensity and uh so uh but yeah but it really my hearing it's just a real tight group uh i guess dame and cj uh just you know i mean they just basically like you say got everybody bought in uh to what they're trying to do there and uh you know it just it just sounds like it's just all about team all about team and necessarily about individuals, what what's best for the team. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, but I, I don't know. I, I know right now Rodney's possibly in for that for that slot. So, uh, I don't know. I guess that's why we have camp, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, Speaking of Damon yeah, CJ, they're the they're the talk usually when anybody brings the Blazers from a national standpoint. Usually, it's a conversation of 
in order to maximize their potential, you got to split those two up. Obviously, they've you know been able to silence the doubters in a lot of ways just by being two explosive guys that can get you thirty on the same night. But is right. I think last season was like the peak version of that. Um, what do you expect from those two coming into into the season this year? You know, uh, I just kind of expect. Uh, I mean, I kind of feel like CJ is really coming to his own. And I guess what's kind of great about this situation is they they both know that they're going to be here for long. They both just signed long term contract yeah, extensions. Hey, yeah. So there's a lot of mutual respect for each other. They consider each, each other, you know, co leaders of the team. You know, obviously, in the eyes of the media and stuff, you know, Dame's the star. But it, it sounds like that they, they, at least the way they present themselves, uh, to the media and to the team is is like a two-headed beast, man. And they sound like they're on the same page, and and uh, obviously they're used to playing with each other. They played with each other for a while, and I think they can. Uh, I, I I just think they just want to find a way to make it work, man. Keep, keep making it work, mm. and, and and you know you watch them play, man. They they look for each other, you know. It, it, especially if one is hot, you know. I mean, I've seen. Dame deferred to CJ many a time, you know. He was hot. I mean, he he took the big shot in Denver to put them away. So yep. you know, uh, yeah, game so, seven, CJ know, dominated. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So it, it, you know, and uh, and then Dame even said, you know, even as far as the locker room and the leadership, he says CJ is is more vocal this year, and and you know, and it feels like that kind of takes you know pressure off of him to you know, to kind of always be the one, you know, uh, you know, speaking up and being the leader. So, mm. so, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be, be good for those two. I still, I don't see them taking a step back yet. I think they still got, they got a couple years left of their prime and kind of like what you said about CJ's, you can see him probably taking even not a full step forward. Cause I, I think he's, I mean, I think some would say he's already exceeded expectation for what they thought he could be when he got drafted. Um, but he, mm-hmm. I bet, I would bet he still has like a half step uh, to improve. Um, I'm not sure what he averaged yeah. last year. I think it was like in the mid to high 20s, right per game. Yeah, like 20. I'll say 24 game. But but you know, the thing about CJ, they say that uh, well, him and Dane both like in the gym at like 6:15 in the morning before practice, mm-hmm. and they're working. Uh, you know, <laughs> after practice, they still at work. So, uh, so they 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 put in the work, and uh, especially CJ, his his work ethic is is off the charts. So, mm. uh, yeah. <clears throat> what do you think? Uh, I know we don't expect pa- much contribution from Pal Gasol, but just having him in the locker room, what does that do for this team? Well, you know, I, I know that uh, Zach has already he talked about that and how he's looking forward to learning from him. And and also, you know, I mean, I think the thing with Paula last couple of years, too, he's been kind of, you know, a little bit banged up. But the dude's got... He well, he's got like skills. your age at this point. <laughs> like, so, yeah, and he, makes sense. he knows how to play the game. So, so yeah, so, like, the big, like, there's another kid that a Bossy or something like that. Uh, yeah, Scalabossi. Yeah, and and then you know you got White Side there too. But I just kind of feel like you know all those guys, even a uh, Nerf talking 
can can mentor, you know. Uh, I just think, you know, I think that's huge. And he's uh, really high on the organization, too. He just felt like that they've just uh, treated him with a whole lot of respect, and he he just kind of appreciates that. And, uh, and I think he just kind of appreciates the opportunity he's been given there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that 10 years ago he was, you know, in L.A. winning championships as, as fast as time flies, but mm-hmm. still around and still, you know, being seen as a key player in this, especially with mentoring someone like Zach Collins, who obviously I have a lot invested in just being a Gonzaga person. Um, but, you know, he he's a guy mm-hmm. that stepped up big last year for this team. I, I just hope he can stay out of foul trouble and just stay on the floor. Uh, he's just so aggressive that's, defensively that he can't can't stay uh, out of foul trouble. That's a thing. Yeah, I always felt like, you know, his offensive upside was real good, but I think what I like about Zach Collins more than anything is his 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 toughness and his 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 attitude, man. I mean, mm-hmm. the dude plays with a chip on his shoulder, man, and you just gotta love that, man. He he brings it every night. He might not necessarily show up in the stat sheet, but the, but the dude plays hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I just I love his game, man. I love yeah, game. I think last season when they were playing the Warriors and he was talking shit to Clay Thompson, who is probably the most universally beloved person in the NBA. And Zach still managed to find a problem with him. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. Yeah. So, so what do you, what is a reasonable expectation for the Blazers this year, especially in a Western conference that looks totally different than it did a year ago? You know, uh, it would not surprise me if they made it, uh, uh, to the same plateau. I, I think, they believe that they can do it. I know, you know, you listen to Dame and CJ talk, they're still talking about the championship. Uh, yeah, you, you got to reload the Lakers and, you know, with AD and, and LeBron or I should say LeBron and AD. Uh, and then, of course, you got the Clippers, two of the beats with Ka- uh, Kawhi and uh, PG. Uh, it's going to be a little different. And, of course, you know, Golden State ain't no slouch even without KD. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston, yeah, with Russ and uh, Harden down there now, so it, it, it's gonna be tough. But you know, just like uh, you know, the Blazers and their new guys, everybody's gotta learn how to play together. And uh, you know, PG and Kawhi, two formidable scorers, just like Davis. But like I said, there's only one ball, mm-hmm. and one person can score at a time. So you know, it's just. I mean, I mean, you've coached and you know you've been a player, and so you know how important each possession is. And it's just, uh, you know, uh, just just playing the right way, uh, making the right plays, and and uh, getting out there on defense, man, and just playing team ball. You know, uh, uh, yeah, there's there's some great players on those other teams, but you know it's. To me, it's just going to be the best team that's going to win the championship. And last year, Toronto was just the best team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just wasn't just a Kawhi thing. I mean, I thought that uh, uh, Pascal, I don't even know how to say his name, Siakam, but, yeah. uh, that guy, huge. And they had a couple other huge contributions on that team. But, mm-hmm. uh, but and they, they played real well as a team. So Yeah, that's where maybe the continuity that the Blazers do have is going to be maybe what is able to push them over the top. I mean, continuity, of course, that award will probably go to the Warriors who have more or less had the same infrastructure for 
the past half decade. Of course, Clay won't be back till probably like March or February, probably closer to March. Um, but I think the Warriors. Yeah, but they also go over. Was that? But they don't have to me. They don't have uh, Andre uh, Iguodala mm-hmm. and uh, Sean Livingston up, and I know they were both reserves, but I thought like they were those two huge pieces, man. Because uh, I mean, Sean Livingston wasn't a star, but he come in, man, and, and that dude, dude wasn't didn't miss very many shots at all, and, and Andre just if you needed a playmate, and defensively, offensively. Rebound, whatever. It just like he was just always in, in in somebody's way and just always just making a play. Mm. So I, I think you know those those will be two holes that's going to be hard to feel too. I mean, yeah, down there, absolutely. Right. And of course, I forgot about Denver, man. Denver coming back with this this juggernaut that they had last year, and yeah, you know, I mean the West is just stacked. I, I can see Denver being. <laughs> better because they're going to hopefully be adding Porter Jr. And they just add, and they added Jeremy Grant too. So that's like, I mean, that's two pretty, pretty good players that are going to be added to a team that's like you said, was, uh, I mean, they rolled through most of the, the conference last year. And it was, I mean, if it wasn't for Golden State, just being Golden State, they would have been the best team in the West. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a scary team. So, I mean, when you factor them, you factor Golden State. I think Houston is going to be a fucking just nightmare during the regular season. Um, you got Clippers. You got the Lakers, which, you know, both are question marks but have top ten players on their team. Um, shit, mm-hmm. who else? My, I mean, the Spurs, they always fuck around and are competitive. Even Dallas is interesting. This Western Conference, man, this yeah. is – as even the Kings. The Kings can mess around and make some noise. And the Jazz, we didn't even mention them. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jazz reloaded yeah. too, adding Conley, um, Bogdanovich. Um, shit, I think there's a couple other. I think Ed Davis. They added a couple of players that are going to be pretty solid. So, I mean, like with that in right. mind, is is that expectation still like Western Conference Finals? Is that still, I guess, realistic for the for the Blazers? You know, I, I honestly believe so. Uh, I, I do. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I don't think for anybody uh, to make it. And, and then, too, you know, you, you also have to kind of maybe factor in injuries, and yeah, it could, it could happen to us, too. But, you know, I mean, on any of these teams, you know, somebody could go down and be done for the year and just kind of change the whole uh, trajectory of the season, you know, for uh, a team. Uh, so, I mean, you just never know. I mean, and you also got, you know, these young bucks coming up. You got Zion out in New Orleans, and, you know, you got a lot of old ball playing with attitude this year, you know, and then my, my run in Memphis, man. It's just, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's just crazy. It's just, to me, the West is tough top to bottom. Uh, yeah. So uh it's yeah. really only Phoenix to me, gonna it, be the bad it, like the it, bad team. Not be the best player, but it's players gonna be the best teams. And that's why I feel like the Blakers have a realistic shot. But I, I just think they have a really nice team and nice team chemistry. So who do you think is gonna be coming out of the West then? Who do I think will come out of the West? Yeah. Honestly, to the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Oh man, oh man! 
I don't want to say the Lakers, but uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, if I was going to be honest, uh, uh, if I had to bet money on it, I'm probably going to say the LeBron is going to ascend back to his throne. <laughs> but uh, yes. I, I mean, I know, I know we got Giannis and some other people doing Harden and others doing real good, but I still feel like he's the best player in the league and. He's got a lot of help this year, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. it sounds like he's interested in trying to make Davis the best player in the league, though, which is, that's a scary thought, because last time, I mean, you saw firsthand against the Blazers what he's capable of. So just imagine oh, yeah. LeBron putting his energy into trying to make him even better. Uh, holy shit, that's a, scary, yeah. that's a scary thought, which, hey, I'm all for it. Sign me up for that. Like, um, <laughs> I'm totally okay. It's been a while since uh, – the Lakers, they've even been in the playoffs, let alone a threat. So um, I, it's going to be interesting to see what Portland can do in in the West. Um, real quick, what do you think is going to happen out East? I know we, you talked a little bit about Philly. You brought up Giannis as well. Um, who do you mm-hmm. think is going to be coming out of there? Uh, you know, uh, I'm actually liking Philly. Uh, I, I, I think adding uh, Al Horford to that team. Uh, yeah, I just think that's scary. If Durant was back this year, I'd probably pick Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But uh, and you know, I was really, I was really had like I don't know high expectations for Boston last year. They, they let me down, and I actually kind of felt like uh, uh what's that kid Tatum? I, 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 to me, I expected more of him last year. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Kemba, but to me, uh, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be Philly coming out of the East. Uh, I agree with you there. So many weapons, and they got that that tough front line now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the shortest the shortest guy in the starting lineup six six. Like they're a giant team. I just think too, they're just. Yeah. I think they're too tough, and I think getting kind of kicked in the teeth last year on that buzzer beater by Kawhi. Like, you know, there's usually one or two ways that teams bounce back from that. You know, the there's a usual way where they'll kind of crumble and, you know, kind of always be scarred by that. I think Bill Simmons always talks about how the Rockets have never, or the Clippers have never really recovered from when the Rockets came back on them. Um, that one game six mm-hmm. in like 2015 or 24, I can't remember which year it was exactly. Um so, like, that sometimes can mess with you. But I think the other example is the Spurs in 2013 with the Ray Allen shot and then just coming into 2014 mm-hmm. and just blowing everybody off the floor. I can see Philly bouncing back with that kind of kind of focus. And um, mm-hmm. that's the thing is, like, as long as they can stay locked in and stay healthy, that's that's a team I think that is should – I think should get much more consideration to be the champions this year. Yeah. And it looks like Ben Simmons working on his jumper too. I, I mean, I've been seeing him shooting threes and half court shots and stuff. The day that Ben Simmons, but, uh, the day Ben Simmons starts hitting threes in NBA games is the day I go back to dunking. Like it's not happening anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. All right, so we're, let's yeah. go, let's go ahead and let's jump into like just some some rapid fire just questions. Obviously, me and you have talked a lot of basketball over the years. Um, so just want to just hear some of your some of your takes. Um, who's your favorite? Who's your all time favorite player? 
All time? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to say Julius Irvin. Uh, and another one that I, I really didn't really get to see a whole lot of, but uh, uh, Will Chamberlain will probably always be up there. You've always and, been uh, very pro Chamberlain. Like even even after reading the book of basketball, you're just like, all right, Bill Russell's cool. Yeah, but like Will Will's still my guy. <laughs> yeah, Will's still my guy. Well, I mean, I don't know. Probably just because I, I I read a lot. Of, I actually read more about Wilt than I actually saw him play. And he was, you know, obviously there wasn't a whole lot of seven foot black guys in the league when he was playing. So. Uh, you know, uh, maybe he had an easier role than say a Kareem or a Shaq. And actually, I think Kareem was pretty, pretty dang awesome too. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Kareem is actually probably the goat, to be honest with you. At least uh, he's up there. Jordan's up there, obviously. Uh, it, man, it <laughs> no, don't back down from that so take. <laughs> don't back down from that statement. <laughs> but, but, but my favorite player, and definitely my favorite player to watch, is uh, Julius Irving. Man, he just yeah, he's just excited. Made basketball, one of the people that made basketball truly exciting and fun to watch. What about, um, you've been to a lot of games at the Rose Garden slash Moda Center. What's like your favorite one you remember going to? Oh, man. Uh, we'll probably have to go back to the uh, Brandon Roy days. Uh, let's see. That was a, I want to say a Christmas game in Philadelphia that uh, sticks out to me that I really enjoy. And actually, there was a, a couple games when uh, uh, the Jailblazers were here with she and Damon Stoudemire. Uh, there some uh, some real good playoff games uh, that, I, that I got to uh, watch and Pippen and all those guys. Uh, Oh, man, one game. Uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time taking a one. Uh, but I, I know it's uh, celebrated play fully one time in the middle of the season. For some reason, uh, I just remember having a really good time in that game. Uh, I don't know what made it so special, but uh, for some reason, Philly and the Blazers, and I think it was in the Brandon Roy, you know, era, Travis Outlaw. I think Travis Outlaw just absolutely put some out on a poster that night. That just, just he was so <laughs> I weird. I want to say Rodney because he would poster. be able to like, yeah, he used to poster people like semi-frequently. Like he would just destroy someone's life. Was Iverson still on the team at that point, or was that like the Andre Iguodala, like Doug Collins Philly team? Uh, let me see. What? Oh man. It was probably that had to be around ten years or so ago. I'm thinking it was that long ago. So but, yeah, uh, that's probably like that. Doug Collins, Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. Lou Williams. Yeah. I think was on those those teams. Kyle Corver. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That boy can score, man. Mm-hmm. Anybody. True. All right. True or false? In 2004, when Kobe hit the two buzzer beaters, and we were at that game. Were you tempted to leave me on the max and just go home by yourself? <laughs> you were you were so uh, you were as obnoxious as a lot of other Laker fans. I've I, I seen some 
very obnoxious Laker fans uh, at the Rose uh, Rose Garden. It just they just made me hate the team even more because they're just so obnoxious, and especially back in the in the Shaq and Kobe days uh, when when Shaq was on that team, man. Uh, that one year where they came back and uh, from what like, twenty down in the fourth quarter in Game Seven. And, yeah. That was a uh, series that, that changed coach, everything. Yeah. 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 So anyway, but uh, but no, man, I I've never been uh, tempted to uh, to leave you on the max. And actually, I don't know, I don't even like the Lakers again. So, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, anyway, anyways, um, let's see. Was do you have like a favorite team? I know you mentioned the the Jail Blazers and the Brandon Roy teams. Is there like a team or a Blazer team or any team that stands out to you? His favorite, uh, you know, I'll have to go all the way back. Not not the team that won the championship, but uh, Drexler, Kersey, uh Terry Porter, Kevin Duckworth, Buck Williams. To me, that's probably the best. And I know they didn't win the championship, but to me that was probably the best Blazer team ever. Though. That, that, and then you had Uncle Cliffy. Uh, it just that was a very exciting team to watch with uh, Clyde. And to, uh, to me, that's probably my favorite Blazer team of all time. Ooh. Probably not my. I think Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is probably going to be my favorite Blazer of all time when all said and done. At least probably in my lifetime. But uh, is Wes Matthews still team. the favorite for now? Huh? Is Wes Matthews? Yeah, Wes Matthews still the favorite? Yeah. Uh, no, not really, no. Oh, man. I mean, I'd probably say B-Roy. Okay. But I think Dane's about to knock him off that throw. Yeah, I mean, do you think he... So, all right, I was trying to figure this out one day, actually. It's like, who is the the greatest Blazer ever? Because... Obviously, Walton won an MVP and a championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drexler went to two finals, mm-hmm. um, and then Dame hasn't been to a finals yet, but he's he's probably going to break every record that the Blazers have. Right. Like, so what do you uh, do? You think when it's said and done, Dame's going to be the greatest Blazer ever, or is that just too tall of a mountain to climb without winning a title? Uh, yeah, that's that's a good question. And in my mind, uh, Drexler is probably the greatest Blazer ever. Uh, I know Walton. Walton, it's not like the name was here for a short time. Yeah, I he think did it was only like four years or something. And like, maybe not even. It's been a couple of years. And really didn't do a whole lot after that. Mm-hmm. You no, know, as far as his career's total body of work. But, uh, but I just feel like when Drexler was here, he. He had some help, but he basically had this team on his back for years, and and he just I know Dame's starting to break some of his records, but to me he's right now the greatest Blazer ever. So then, what does Dame got to do yeah. to leapfrog him? To become the greatest one ever? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't, you know he hit a couple more shots like the one he hit against Houston and the one he. Hit him, hit him PG uh, <laughs> last year. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It, uh, you know, I just have to kind of get a little separation and uh, and just kind of look back over complete body work. But 
very, very impressed with Mr. Lillard, man. Uh, he's definitely probably my favorite player playing right now. Uh, yeah, he's he's mine too. Yeah. Ever since Kobe retired, I just I love the attitude. I love the leadership. Um, just the big, mm-hmm. the biggest nuts in the game. Like he'll take whatever shot. Um, <laughs> like seriously, he doesn't yeah. care. Um, and the OKC shot might be the greatest highlight in Blazer history. Like I. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe that like one crazy player in the finals where Walton like uh I think he dunks it and then someone gets a steal and like throws an alley oop to him uh, against the Sixers. Mm-hmm. That might that might be it just because yeah. of context and everything like that. But I mean, yeah, that Dame shot was unbelievable and it capped off a fifty point game. Uh, just unreal. Mm-hmm. This is the shot of the year last year. Or no, actually, probably Kawhi's. Yeah, probably Kawhi's beat that. But hey, who's counting? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I'm trying to think if there's anything anything else. I think that pretty much covers it, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, just, uh, just ready for football to start, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, I know that was a uh, game in India something the other day. Uh, Denver and uh, Indiana or somebody. But, yep. uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just ready, man. I'm so, so, so ready. Yeah, know? it's been... It seems <laughs> like it's been forever. Again, I'm, I want to see what Whiteside and Baysmore is going to bring. Uh, I wasn't down that high on the Baysmore signing. I know a lot of people like him. I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's okay. But uh, Ooh, controversial I don't know. Maybe take. he was the best available. But, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Controversial so I want to see what he got. I'm excited to see what the Blazers got. Well, uh, hey, man, this was fun. We'll, we'll maybe check back in midway through the season or maybe during Christmas or something. But, uh yeah, thanks for coming on. Let's, def- Let's definitely do this again. All right. All right. Love you, man. All right. Love you, too. Bye. And, uh, all right. Peace to your day. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.